not into music, don't enjoy it, could never learn an instrument, cannot carry a tune, but my brain is actually capable of just making so much incredible music on its own. And I never would have thought that. I hear guitar music more than anything else. My dad actually, who's really talented on the guitar, who lives in Canada, is always recording songs for me to play to our son so that he can hear his grandfather. So there's a lot of a lot of guitar music in my life right now. Some of it is real, most of it is not. Yo, T-Bone, did you produce this? Sounds good, right? I would just start hearing music, strange music as well, like the Mario Kart theme music, which I haven't heard in like 20 years. All of a sudden, I just heard it so clearly. I heard organ music at one point, like the kind you hear in church, and that freaked me out. That was a little freaky. That was too much for me. That was when I started to clock that it wasn't coming from the neighbors because I thought, there's no way they've gone from jazz saxophone to organ music. They're lovely people, but they're di like their musical tastes don't seem like they'd be that diverse. Honestly, I would prefer a podcast. Although, as you say, if you're hearing voices, and this is what the medical experts have read it, who we should not defer to all of the time, but this is what they say. As long as you're not hearing voices telling you to do anything sinister, you're probably fine. I'm Katrin Innes. I'm a writer. I live in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I work in arts and culture. So I'm Canadian. My husband is English, and we lived in Vancouver together for about a decade. And he is an academic. He came home one day and said, how do you feel about moving to Newcastle? And I thought he meant Newcastle, Australia. So I said, great, count me in. Turns out he meant Newcastle in the north of England, which is also great for very different reasons and fewer sharks. My husband and I were quite lucky in that we fell pregnant quite quickly. And I thought, you know, it would take ages and ages. So we were thrilled, but we were a little bit flustered, I would say, for the first couple of months. So yes, read everything. I felt like every midwife appointment was a pop quiz that I was acing every time. I felt as prepared as I think a naive person could feel before having a child. Nothing can prepare you. It was just, it's just carnage. The first, the first six weeks are just total carnage. So when baby arrives, everything, you know, perfectly normal. I know mean, it's carnage, but pretty much 
by the book sort of thing? Really normal. He was perfectly healthy, perfect size. Everything about him was just exactly what you would want, which is incredibly lucky. And he's just a great baby. I mean, I know you're not supposed to say that out loud, but he's great. He's so chill. I suffered with anxiety, prenatal anxiety, before he was born. And I think that I didn't really know that that's what was happening at the time. I was really just consumed by fear that something would go wrong. That just felt normal to me. And when I spoke to other pregnant people who didn't feel the same way, I thought, well, that seems like a lack of imagination on your part. It seems so unlikely that everything would be completely fine because I was reading about everything that could go wrong. And of course, when things do go wrong, which is terrible, those stories are amplified a lot more. So I spent the first few weeks after he was born telling everyone how great I was doing because I felt amazing. I wasn't tired at all. I had tons of energy. I was healing pretty quickly. I felt like Wolverine. I just thought, this is great. Maybe I'll have four more babies because this isn't hard at all. And then the adrenaline from birth wears off and you start to get really tired and your baby starts making a weird noise every once in a while and the anxiety kicks in. And so I would say it was shortly after the first month that things took a bit of a turn. We had the white noise on all the time to help our son sleep to the point where I just didn't even hear it anymore. It was in the early hours, I was feeding him, the white noise was going, and I started hearing guitar music. Very, very faint and very tinny. And I thought, well, that's a bit weird. I guess the neighbors have just taken a break from talk radio to listen to some guitar music at 4 a.m. But I didn't think anything of it. But then it was every single night around the same time and a different genre of music. And it was getting louder and louder. I thought that's really weird that they are listening to such diverse music genres always at the same time. The tone of it was so strange. You say clanging metal sounds that your other guests experienced in the MRI. It was really tinny. That is what made me start to get a bit worried and my husband couldn't hear it. And that made me extra worried. And I realized that when the white noise was off, if I switched off the machine, it would instantly stop. So I figured it was in my head. And that wasn't a great realization for me. As someone who was anxious already, realizing that I was hearing something that no one else was hearing, not great. 
I did what I think all of us do when we're experiencing something strange in our bodies. I got straight on Google, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone. It gave me two options. The first was that you're completely losing it. The second one was that it was musical ear, which can affect anybody at any time. If you're surrounded by sound or you hear a repeated sound that has no pattern. Breast pump, for example, a lot of women report that they hear music in their breast pumps. It can be white noise. If you live next to a busy highway, your brain just makes something up for you. And if you're very tired or very anxious and your brain is working overtime because you're hypervigilant trying to keep a little baby alive, your brain is just working overtime to try to fill in all of these little gaps. At the beginning, yeah, I was really, really nervous about developing postpartum depression. My husband and I were really on the lookout for signs of that. As someone who'd been anxious before, I thought that's something that I could be susceptible to, but I wasn't taking any of the other boxes. And so I felt really confident that this strange audio hallucination is was just a postpartum symptom that yeah, I had never heard of. But interestingly, after the article was published, I had so many friends come out of the woodwork and say, this happened to me. I never looked it up. I never told anyone about it. I thought I was losing it, but that's what it was. I'm happy to report that now that we're settling into a routine and he's sleeping a bit more, I'm touching wood as I'm saying this because I don't want to jinx it. It's starting to go away, actually, a little bit, or it's very soft, or it's just some lovely classical music that my brain's come up with. It's not really loud Game Boy theme music, which was the absolute worst. Thanks to Katrin for speaking to me for this episode. The article she refers to was in Motherly magazine. You can find that online. And she tells the whole story. This episode was produced, recorded and sound designed by me, Tom Wally. Music courtesy of Epidemic Sound. If you enjoyed this and you want to say thanks, then please like and subscribe and give us a review and tell your friends about us. And also maybe buy some merch if you go to tbone.productions we've got some rad sounds good right merch i think you'll look good in it thank you for listening yo t-bone did you produce this sounds good right